Our church, ICF Zurich, is celebrating its 20 years anniversary this year. And during that time, we never had a permanent home. Through the growth of our church and external factors, we always had to move location from one place to another. But this time is soon coming to an end. We are coming home. And we are so looking forward to this new chapter that we are living as a church. This new building will give us great facilities for our celebrations, great room for community, ICF college courses, and amazing room for our kids and youth facilities. If you want to be part of this project, if you want to get some information on this project called Coming Home, and maybe you want to support it financially, then please go to our website. You will get all the informations there. Thank you so much for your support. The last 20 years as a church we experienced a lot of highs and lows. This is exactly the same thing happened in our lives. We have a lot of highs and lows and then we ask the question, why those things happen to my personal life? Heather Cook has the same question when it comes to a profound, amazing answers. The new series is called The Street of Hope because as a church we're moving to the Hoffnungstrasse number one. Yeah, now you know where Hoffnigstrasse number one is, right here. And before you sat down, we prayed that especially you as internationals, when, when you just sit down, you feel a double portion of home feelings in this building. So I, this was our prayer. I can imagine when we just found the piece of land and when we uh, know the name of the street, Hoffnigstrasse, we knew this is the place for the church. It was no coincidence, we know, we know it's the only name in Switzerland, Hoffnungstrasse. This is here. Yes. And this is amazing. It fits to the church. We are just, it's on the street of hope. Is that not amazing? Yeah. It's it amazing. Is. It is. Yeah. Actually, for us, the story started 11 years or more years ago when Leo came home one day with a book from Robert Schuller. The book is it's my version of translation, Life Journey. And he said, honey, you might enjoy reading this book. And I did. It is a very interesting book. And I read this book, and in one part, he describes, Robert Schuller describes how his church wanted to build a new building. And therefore, he hired one of the best architects from America. And I was so impressed. He had the chance to just hire the best architect. And you have to know, this building, up until today, it's one of the 100 most beautiful buildings in the whole world. So it means something. And I went to Leo and I said, very impressive story. Now you have to pray. We and waited. I, and I was obedient and started to pray. That's, that's why we are here. And we waited. We waited personal and we waited as a whole church. And I love to tell you that the key to success is not only to have a vision, but it depends on the attitude while we are waiting until the vision is fulfilled. We will love to speak about waiting because now we could say God is good, God is amazing, it's obvious because we're in the building, we have come home. 
But in, 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 the, in the success story, there's always a story behind the story. The story behind the story is actually the waiting moment. We waited for more than 10 years. I know maybe you're waiting for 15 years or maybe you're waiting for three years or whatever is your waiting zone. And it's important how you wait. We have started a series about Habakkuk and we used that illustration for the last couple of weeks. Because Habakkuk starts very well with God and he had some amazing highs with God and he felt very close to God. God was answering his prayers and all the stuff. But all of a sudden, he fell into a crisis, a crisis of belief. Because God was saying to him, all the people of God, they will go to Babylon. And Habakkuk had the question, why all? There's some people, they were faithful. Why all? God said, all means all. And Habakkuk had a crisis of belief. And in that moment, God said to him in Habakkuk chapter, uh, it's 3, verse 2. I want to read it, verse 2, verse 3. God is saying to him, for the vision is yet for an appointed time. The word appointed time means you cannot push it and even the devil cannot stop it. That means God has an appointed time where your miracles will take place in your personal life. But at the end, it will speak and it will not lie. Though it tarries, wait for it because it will surely come. It will not tarry. That means it's important how we wait. And we will often speak about the waiting moment in our lives because we're looking back 10 years, 20 years in our lives. We had a vision, a calling from God and we had to wait for more than 10 years for this building. And we want to share with you guys some nuggets, some learnings along the way we learned with God Almighty. That's why we came up with this bar here in the, in the back. Uh, this is actually, um, uh, have you ever seen a, a, a man doing the bar thing? No, it's a girl thing. <laughs> uh, and, and, and I like it. And I want to show you by the bar uh, what actually means to wait. Honey, you have to help me. Because it looks really Thick, but it's really, it's really thin. Okay, when you start in your life, you have a vision, you have a dream, you're focusing on the goal. But along the way, it can be maybe that God says, stop and wait. But when you wait on the bar, it's very shaky. I can fall on the left-hand side, on the right-hand side. And if you're waiting too long, it uses a lot of energy. And what you do often when God says, wait, we don't like to wake because it's shaky. We, we just try to hold a little bit like this. Yeah, it's better now. But still it's shaky. Then we say, okay, I wait. I'm sitting down. Now it's very comfortable. After a while, even that position we don't like. This is the position we like the most. Oh, now I clinch. Now it's very comfortable. Now I wait until God does a miracle. It's no action anymore. No risk, nothing. That means I cannot fail because I do nothing. It's like an ape. And then I say, oh God, I would love to have a nice family. Two kids and a dog. And of course, my, my, my daughter, when she goes out, she has to wear a helmet because it's dangerous to build. 
Even in the house, she has to wear a helmet because she can fall down and, and she can be killed. Oh, no, 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 my boys. He's not able to play outside because of the sun. He could become skin cancer. He stays in the house. Or people say, oh, I tried so many things with God. I gave 10%, but it didn't work out the way I thought. Now I'm not given 2%. I do nothing. Just come to the church, do nothing, and clinch. But I will say the most favorite prayers is this. God, when I die, let me die during my sleep. It won't hurt me. It won't hurt anybody. I just... And then I die. It's like this. And then I'm dying. Slowly. Then I wake up in front of God Almighty and I say, How was my performance in the bar? God is saying, hashtag, what's wrong with you? This is not a performance. This is nothing. Hashtag, what's wrong with you? Hashtag, God, I just tried to not falling down and have done nothing. I just waited. This is not a cool performance, right? When you wait, it's important how you wait. Don't sit down. Don't clinch. Just move on, look on the focus, look on the target and believe on the appointed time God will do a miracle in your life. This is the first nugget we learned the last 10 years. Susanna, what is your nugget or your learnings the last 10 years? Yeah, as we saw you just before at the bar, worries and fears lead to clinging behavior. Oh no, this is even too, too deep to me. Too deep for you. Oh, you speak about worries and problems? No, I cannot handle yeah. that. Here? Just wait, I cannot handle that. This is even too deep for me. I'm going back to my position. You can talk whatever you want. Great. Oh, that's <laughs> nice. Okay, here mm. I have my worries. Here I have my fears. And when I look at how I behave with fears and worries, there are some strange and funny things I discovered. First, I discovered that the worries and the fears keep me busy because I experienced one particular season in my life. I gave really all up to Jesus. And then I felt so empty. I felt like, what? I'm gonna think now because I don't have to think about what is next and what I need to do and what I need to worry about. I felt like not busy enough and almost tempted to take the worries back. Isn't that strange? Isn't that funny? And then another thing I discovered is that I keep worrying about things. And then finally I realized that there were bigger things and more important things I wasn't even thinking of, but they would have been more worth of worrying than what I actually was worrying about. Also a very strange thing. And then last week, 
I mean, the week before the coming home, the week before we entered this Hofnichstrasse number one, there was a lot to worry about. A lot was going on, a lot of things, big things, small things I could worry. And I had my bag in front of me, my bag full of worries. And one morning, we wanted to worship God. And we started to sing that song, God, you are higher, God, you are stronger, God, you are greater. And I realized I cannot sing this song with my worry bag in front of me. All of a sudden, I realized worries and fears stand between me and God. I could not sing, God, you are greater, and having these worries in front of me. So what I realized, not the very first time, but again, worries, they stand in between me and God. And in order to sing that beautiful song, in order to sing this truth, I had to put my words beside, aside. And then I was able to sing again, God, you are greater. But with the words carried with me, was not possible. And the question is not where are we going, but the question is with whom are we going? And we are going with God. And then with him, I can say, I can trust him. He means well with me. He loves me. He doesn't take mis He doesn't make mistakes. He doesn't come too early nor too late. And I love to read you a Bible verse from Matthew 6, verse 33. There it says, But seek first his kingdom and his righteousness, and all these things will be given to you as well. So when I worry, I cannot seek his kingdom first. And all this, remember, I remember myself when I had my very first message ever. It was at ICF. And in that morning, you have to know, I was so insecure back then, a little bit now still, but I was so insecure and that's why I was so afraid of standing in front of people. I could not imagine to be on a stage and preach. I was so afraid and in that particular day when my first message was in the afternoon, I was so shaking, I was so afraid, I was full of worries and I could really feel my soul was making herself so big inside of me and I had no idea how I will gonna make it. But on the other side, I felt another part inside of me and this part was sure that I am on the right, on the right way. So the soul was worrying about where I'm going, how I'm gonna do that. But the other side knew with whom I was on the road with Jesus. And then I said to my soul that she has to submit the spirit. And then I was fine because I was focusing on with whom I'm going. And he helped me. He helped me to succeed. He helped me to make it the best I could. This is what we learned about, what I learned about the worries and the fears. Well, I'm so glad that you finished with the point because worrying is for nothing. 
Man, be, be honest, when you're looking back in your life, how often we worried about things, and then all of a sudden God made some miracles, opened some doors, and you thought, why in the world have I worried? And exactly, in, this is the position of Habakkuk here down, when you have a crisis of belief, you're like in a waiting zone. It's very important that you know exactly God has an appointed time for your miracle in your personal life. And other uh, learnings we learned, maybe you can sit down here, it's a very practical thing because on this bar we learned two things. It's very important to look back in your life. When you're looking back, you see a lot of miracles that God has done in your life. And this builds up your faith because God is the same yesterday, today, and forever. And the second thing is when you're looking back, it's also important looking into the future, in the front. What will God do in the future? You have to keep a vision in front of you, a clear picture, a clear uh, calling where you're heading in your life. Susanna, can you tell us your learnings about the past when you look back in your life? Yeah, when I look back, I remind myself that I grew up in a Christian home and gave my life to Jesus when I was age of six. Nothing really changed inside, neither did outside. So I lived as best as I know and knew as a Christian. And then when I was in teenage years, I attended a youth group and there I met some people. They had a life before they came out of drugs, they met Jesus and they, have a whole, and they had a whole different life afterwards. And when they were telling about Jesus and what they experienced with him, their eyes were so shining. I wish to have that, but I did not experience that in my own life. And I had no idea how to, to get these experiences with Jesus. I never was thinking that especially the challenging situations in our lives, like moving to Zurich, taking over a church, and starting to preach, would lead to a more personal relationship with Jesus. When I look back, I see all the challenging situations, and that exactly these situations always led to a more personal relationship with Jesus that I was longing so much in my teenage years. So I am so thankful when I look back for all the challenges in my life. When we are uh, facing a waiting season, maybe five, ten years, whatever it is, then just look back in the waiting. Then you see how God was faithful, and this gives you a glimpse that God will be faithful for the future as well. What I do is always uh, looking into the future, looking into the front. I have a picture in my mind when I'm going to a waiting season in my life. Many, many years ago, I don't know, I don't know when, what, when it was, it was in the old office of Josef Strasse. The, a, a person from our international uh, celebration crowd brought a pastor from Brazil. He walked into the office and he, he saw me and said, Hey, I saw all the flags over your head. And I'm seeing you traveling all over the world and you will preach all over the world. You have a worldwide ministry. You have to understand in that stage, I preached just in Switzerland with my amazing Swiss German. And when I said it to, to me, it made no sense at all. I said to me, why in the world should I travel? Because my Swiss German is good, my high German is so la la, and my English is so la la as well. But through all the years, when I faced some waiting seasons, I remind myself about that calling. I said, Leo, 
God has called you one day to have an international worldwide traveling ministry. Whenever I was in a waiting zone, I had a clear picture in my mind. This is the calling of God. God brought me here, but that's not the end. The best is yet to come. The best is not has been. The best is yet to come. And I had a clear picture of what God will do. When I'm looking back the, the last, when I look back the last week, when I'm looking in front of the next three weeks, last weekend I preached three days in Germany. Next week I preach in Italy. Then I'm flying out to Melbourne, preaching in Adelaide. I preaching in Cambodia, in Penang, Jakarta, Dubai, and coming home to Switzerland. Now I see that God is giving me a worldwide ministry. But in that season, many, many years ago, it just was a picture. I received that word. I hold it in my heart and I knew it. Even in the waiting zone for so many years, I know my time is coming. To a pointed time, God will open a door. We learned, just look back. You see the faithfulness of God. And just look in the front and you know, God will do amazing things in the future. Learning number three, Susanna, I mean, we have here a bar. What would happen if you do some a performance here on this bar? I think... Uh, I, you, I can do that. Yeah, yeah. Just I want to see it. I, I help you, help you. This is, come on, this. Yeah. Nice shoes, looks good. Okay, let's do some performance here. Oh, oh this is sweet. C'est élégance. C'est magnifique. Oh, c'est beautiful. Au français, oh là là. Oh, mon chemin. Oh, c'est super. It's le, le salto. I hold you. Oh, my goodness. Amazing. Yeah, thank how, you. How, how do you feel? Great, I made it. Uh, the, the second part, I felt you were in a flow. Yeah, you had like a of flow. course, for sure. Okay, um, was really amazing. Uh, I asked Fiona to do some performance on the bar. Let's give Fiona a big hand. Hello, Fiona! Woohoo! Right, Susanna. Um, I would love to uh, have a feedback session with you. It's nothing emotional. We just speak about facts. I mean, these friends here. When you compare your performance with Fiona, yeah, how do you feel? I know. How I feel, feel bad. I feel really bad. I I mess it up. Yeah, yeah, this is right, yeah. I, I, I'm, I'm totally agree. You messed it up. I mean, the second part, you were in the flow, but the first part was... I mean, this is very hard, but this is life. I mean, so often, right, we compare, right? And when you compare yourself with another story, 
it's somehow not fair. Maybe she trained more than you. Maybe she's in that poor, more gifted than you. And comparing is actually for nothing. And we learned in the last 10 years, don't compare yourself with other stories. Don't compare with other people how um, that they're facing signs and miracles from God. Never, never, ever compare. This is also learning. Yeah, and I have a beautiful picture that I really love to remind myself all the time. It's about the jewelry. You know, they have different colors and you know why a yellow gem just is yellow. You know why? Yes, it's yellow. No, it's because there is missing some color of purple. And you know why a red gem is red? Yeah, because it's red. No, because it's missing some green parts. Otherwise, it will be gray. And this was interesting for me to just realize when we ourselves say that we are talented and gifted in just one area, it's as we say, we have just one color. And if we say that we depend on others, we need the complementations of others, then our own color starts to shine. Wow. That means just never compare yourself with another story. Maybe you have some people in your life, they're also in a waiting season, they waited for one year, but you waited 10 years. And sometimes you say, God, that's not fair. Why it seems that some, some people have more the favor of God than yourself? But never, never, ever compare. I want to explain this from my view of point. Uh, can you help me? Uh, I'm not doing the performance because otherwise they will see I do it better than you. And that's not fear. <laughs> Just kidding. Oh, wow, don't do that. Sometimes when, when we compare, what we do when we compare, look what's happened. We're losing the focus. We're losing the target. We're losing the vision. And we're looking on the right-hand side. Oh, God, that's not fair. There's some people, they have more the favor of you. They're more blessed, blah, 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 blah. You're looking on the left-hand side. There are other people. What we do when we compare, we're losing the focus. And what then happens like we're falling down. Oh, 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 my oh. goodness. Oh, no. Ah. Oh. oh, no. I knew it. This could happen in the Samsung Hall. Oh, my goodness, honey. Do you need help? Oh, I need more than help. Something is broken here. Oh no, I can't. No, don't do that. It's, it's, I cannot walk anymore. Really? God, do you, some help? Like a doctor or something like that? Or, oh my goodness. Or, or uh, maybe we have this one. Oh yeah. Good luck that we have something like this chest here ready for you. Oh, but, but be careful. Oh, softer. Oh! Oh, man thing. Ooh! I'm glad that I have fresh socks here. Yeah, me I too. I changed it two weeks ago. Oh, look at it. Oh! Oh, yeah. Oh! Ooh! Ooh! Is it better now? Oh, yeah. Stop it. Good. Oh! You know, it's good, good. Stop. Oh! You know, when, when we compare, when we fall down, we will say, I will never be risky anymore. I've, 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 I will not do anything anymore because I've broken my leg and that's not funny. It's not flipping cool, it hurts. And what we do often, we not do any risk anymore. But that's why we need some people, some people in the church because the church is here to, to help you. 
They say, come on, do it again. The Bible says the righteous will fall down seven times. That means if you're a believer, it can happen that you fall down seven times. But they stand up seven times as well. The learning is when you fall, get up and do the performance again. That now gets difficult. Oh. Don't fall down. Oh, I don't really. You know, you fall down seven times. And that's why you need a small group. I have a small group of, of different men from the church. We speak about our visions, our waiting season in our lives. And after a while, when they help you to walk again, to be focused again, it will heal again. And when you're healed again, you can take it away. Yeah, nice. And now I'd love to have my shoe. Oh my goodness, I like it. You could do this every morning when I get up. Say, honey. Oh, now I see what I have missed the last 20 years. Oh my good, you're good. Thank you so much. Amazing. Hey, you're welcome. You know, that's why we need church. That's we, now we need people. And then I do my performance again. I'm focusing on the dream that God has given me. Maybe family, a job, or money, or a calling of God. And then you do your performance. It's, it's not perfect, but it works somehow. But now look at this, fast move. <laughs> and then one day, I will die. I will be in front of God Almighty and say, how was my performance? 9.9, 9.9, 9.6, And God will say, well done, Leo, well done. Your performance was special, but you gave everything. It was your style. Welcome home. And our learnings the last 10 years or 20 years, when we are in a waiting zone like Habakkuk, in a crisis of belief, don't walk away, don't run away, don't walk away from God Almighty. The learning is, don't worry. Worry is just heavy and nothing. Never ever compare your waiting story with other people, you're always losing. Because one day, when Peter and John in the Bible, John was the favorite disciple of Jesus, and one day Jesus said, Peter, you will die for me. Jesus said, yeah, come on, I'm so ready to die for you. Then Peter asked, what is with John? Jesus said to him, that's not your business. Why you compare yourself with John? Peter, this is your story. This is your calling. Just follow me. Don't compare every story with other disciples, with other people. You're always losing. And the other thing is when you fail, when you fall down, get up again. The righteous guys, they will fall down seven times but they get up again. I want to close it with an amazing Bible verse. It's in Hebrew chapter 11, verse 33, verse 34. These people all trusted God and as a result won battles. Some were made strong again after they had been weak or sick. Others were given great power in the battle. They made whole armies turn and run away. Some are weak. 
but that's your performance. And we want to close with a prayer because I believe there's a lot of people right now here, maybe you've never given your life to Jesus Christ, maybe you don't have a peace with God, maybe you struggle with your own story. I mean, the last 10 years, I want to be honest, I've struggled many, many times with God about our church situations. I said, God, there are other churches, they have their own building, but we deserve the building more than them. And Jesus always said, that's not your business. Just follow me. I have your own story, your own path, your own calling, be obedience and wait until the appointed time I will open a new door. And now we are here and we can say, I'm glad that we waited for the right time. And it's the right time right now. I want to invite you to close your eyes for a moment. We want to pray with you guys and the prayer is always something between you and God. And maybe you're here, you have never given your life to Christ or you're backslid on Christians or you're not on fire for God or you don't have peace with God. If you die, you're not sure if God will say, well done. And right in the new season of the church coming home, I want to start with a prayer for all those people. It's time to get peace with God. And then Susanna, she will pray for the rest of the congregation. If this is you, just pray with me and say, Dear Jesus, thank you so much for my unique life. Please forgive me all my sins and failure. I will receive your forgiveness. I invite you in my personal life. My life belongs to you. I am yours forever. I will fight the good fight. And I won't give up. Because you are with me. If you have prayer, this prayer, you're born again. You belong to the family of God. Now, we want to, Susanna, she will pray for all the people, maybe in your waiting season in your life. Yeah, in, terms of your, in terms of your health, or family, or friendship, or work. And maybe in this waiting season, you just drink your dreams. You just drink your vision because you thought they were too big. But I encourage you today in that new big building that you give God your heart so he could put in some more faith to let your faith grow instead of you shrink your vision and your dream. And Lord Jesus, here we are, open-hearted. Please pour out your faith into our hearts so we can believe again, so we can believe for greater things. Thank you that nothing is impossible for you. And I ask you, Holy Spirit, that you touch each and every one here, each and every one, and pour out some faith that we can look up and start to believe again for things we waited for so long. We need you, Lord Jesus. We need you for faith, for healing, for faith, for miracle, for ourselves, for our family, for our circumstances. 
Thank you, Lord Jesus, that for you nothing is impossible and you help us just to wait a little bit longer. And I will unload my worries. I will not compare myself anymore with other people. Even if I have fallen down, I will get up. And right now, church, I want to be quiet for, uh, for a minute. What do you see in your life? The best days are not behind you, they are in front of you. What do you see? Ask God right now to give you a clear vision, a clear picture, a clear calling. In your waiting zone, a clear picture you're looking at and you say, God, this is my destiny. This is my calling. You will do everything in your power to lead me there. Let's be quiet for a minute and just let the Holy Spirit move and work and heal, restore, forgive, clean. And He will give you a clear picture. What do you see? What do you see? What do you see? pour out right now vision and dreams for those that lost the dream, that lost the vision relationship has broken people have left you, have disappointed you restore the vision restore the dream ago I saw this building already because what you see it's where you're heading it's where you're going what do you see Holy Spirit I want to ask you right now anoint us every single person in this room the band and all the people, the volunteers right now. We have gone through a hard season as a church. But now we're standing in awe in that amazing building. But this is just a building. I ask you, Holy Spirit, fall down with the healing power. Fall down right now with the restoration power. Holy Spirit, feel, fall down. With a fresh anointing that our heart starts to burn for the kingdom of God. Enlighten a vision, enlighten a dream, enlighten our hearts for the lost people, for people outside of the kingdom of God. 
Let's be a winning church. Let's be a healing church. Let's be a restoration church. Let's be a church with the hands and feet of Jesus Christ. What I see is a healthy, strong, vibrant, winning church. Where has an impact in that city, in this environment, in this region, in our land, or from Switzerland out into the whole world. This is what I see. And I want to invite you to praise and worship Jesus Christ. The beginning and the end, Alpha and Omega, the first and the last word. And let's sing right now. I want to ask you to stand up for a moment and sing to Jesus, the best friend of all our friends. Let's sing.